Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Social Division. In today's episode, we discuss the emergence of fascism out of white supremacy and capitalism. This is a 90-minute discussion, and we invite you to call in at 347-857-1319. All right, we're back in the early morning. Carl, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just busy as sin, but uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Definitely. Definitely. It's good to... uh, you know, we changed it up because we got a busy day today, and uh, you know, but it's good to have like you know a little sunshine as I'm doing this. I, I don't know why I, I feel better doing doing the daytime than the nighttime. You know what I mean? Have a little <laughs> sunshine going. But yeah, man, this has been uh, been really busy as we've been talking about before we got on here, and just I just my whole weekend, man, was just like I told you on the Twitter, uh, just following what's been going on. I mean, it's just so much shit, man. It's just like. This motherfucker ain't even been in the office like one week, and this shit is just—it's crazy. I mean, yeah, this is gonna be like yeah. six months. I mean, it's just bad, dude. It's bad. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It, uh, what one of the things that people have to keep in mind is that these are all the things that Donald Trump said he would do. That's number one. Yeah. So people yeah. thinking that you know it was just hyperbole, you know, campaign. You know, BS just to you know win the vote. No, this boy is serious. He was dead serious because one of the things that what makes him further to the right relative to uh, most of the establishment Republicans. Establishment Republicans will use dog whistle politics to get elected and then go about their business of what they're going to do anyway. Donald Trump's use dog whistle politics to say, I'm going to actually go have some dogs and we're going to do this. And so we're going to bite you based on, you know, uh, the the rhetoric and the language um, what, uh, on a number of issues of what he said. One was repeal and, and replace Obamacare. The other one's the the ban on, uh, on Muslim, the Muslim ban. The, uh, the other one um, having to do with uh, uh, making sure he has uh, people who are not necessarily connected to the uh, the Republican Party. I mean, th- uh, he's he's done all the things that he say he was going to do, even though he, this is the most incompetent um, group of folks who absolutely know nothing about government. He he basically has implemented or put forward all the things that he said he uh, was going to do and the difference and what makes this one more powerful and fundamentally different normally this stuff would be spread out over a year or spread out over a hundred days this boy's doing it this and within seven to 14 days he's basically wrote you know and signed executive orders on every one of his campaign pledges and uh uh, that's why it's been so intense in the last, you know, seven days, immediately after his inauguration. You, um, you know, a lot of stuff has been fired out. You know, his um, executive orders have been signed and stuff is coming out there. And people are, are responding. Uh, people are out there protesting. Um, um, no organized protest, but people are out there, you know, uh, resisting and responding to all of that. Well, you know, it, I, I think 
and everything right. Everything you said is correct. I, I and I, but I want to add too. I think that the, the, the what makes this very difficult, Carl, is that part of this is is Trump and his ego and his and his kind of you know megalomaniac kind of uh, a way of looking at things. Um, and it also is part of him making you know here's one more way to make money. There's a lot of the things going off here. I don't I don't even think that he even had it totally planned out because. A lot right. of shit is going to backfire. It is backfiring, uh, but it, but it gets created chaos um, in, this, in, this, in, in the country, and, it, and it's causing people, you know, to trying to figure out well what what needs to be focused on. There's going to be dissension even inside their ranks because they're not all in agreement on this. You got some a lot of different forces. You got not a lot of different forces, but you got some different forces within his fascist ranks, and that's the reason why today we're going to talk about fascism and white supremacy because. Uh, I think you know Mike. I, I listen to Mike Malloy, and if, you, and if people who don't listen to Mike Malloy, I, I would definitely recommend you check him out. Uh, Mike, Malloy, I think it's MikeMalloy.com or something like that. But he was—he's been really pushing this the hardest in terms of this is no longer just the GOP. You know, this is not a Republican Party. This is a fascist movement, and I don't think—I don't know if if, Don, if, if if Trump had this, this asshole had this in mind all along. Or if it was just something that you know it came emerged as he talked more and more rhetoric, that kind of thing. I don't, you know, it's hard to know just how much uh, they had this plan beforehand. Uh, certainly, it, it looks raggedy to a certain extent um, because of the way they had to do it. And 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 the good thing is, the good thing is, is for 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 people on the left and for and for just people who just don't like just who 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 are like. Down for justice, people are responding. So, if if, if you think that people are going to sit, it's going to quietly sit back and not do anything. You have another thing coming. I mean, this weekend, I, I was, I was, I didn't leave Twitter almost all day Sunday, Sunday night, literally. I mean, I was tweeting, following stuff on there, seeing what's going on. The protest at, at JFK, O'Hara, uh, Boston, Seattle, you know, Dallas, LAX was huge, Denver. I mean, the, 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 and this is, this is nobody organizing this. This is people saying, no, motherfucker, we're not going to sit back and allow this shit to happen. We're just not going to do that. And so we can be better than this. And same thing on Twitter. Um, and I, I don't hang out on Facebook, but I'm pretty sure it's some of the same things. But there was, you know, um, just a pouring of responses to this, the stuff that they're doing. I mean, people are just tweeting. And, and combating these fascist supporters that are coming on there, this is a good thing. Now, this is what has to happen because 49% of the, of the country that could have voted didn't vote, right? And then you have another 29, 25% or something that, 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 that are not woke. They're just not woke. So this is, this, is, this is the consequence of our inaction. This is the consequence of not being woke. And being woke means what being woke means is being able to really understand what's going on around you, right? It's not about just being waking up in the morning and going to work. Being woke means being really conscious about what's going on around you. And we, and a lot of people were not woke, right? And so this is the consequence you have. And so now we have to pay for the consequences by resistance to change the shit around. Because if you don't change it around, if this man in this regime lasts more than six months in the form that he's that they are presently in, 
we're going to be in some serious problems. There's going to be some stuff that we're going to have to, it's going to take years to unpack. So, you know, the longer he is up there, the more problems that are going to occur. Not just him, but the regime. This is a fascist movement right now. We are in a fascist movement. Be clear about that. And uh, so what we want to do, and I, I see we have a caller, and the caller, I don't know who you are right now, but you're going to have to kind of hold on if you want. We're going to, we're going to go through some our, our um, kind of our agenda on uh, for the show today, and then we're going to let you in. So if you want to hang, hang in there, please do so. Um, but, again, you know, we have to be clear that, you know, if you want a capitalist system, this is what, you know, people are, ah, you know, capitalism is, you know, capitalism is okay, you know, blah, 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 you know, we need it, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is a result of it, too, at the same time. You know, you may say, well, Bakari, that's capitalism. Other countries, they don't go this far. Yeah, they will. You're talking about, this is an imperialist country. It is trying to maintain its power in the, what, I, what, what some people call the twilight of capitalism. This is, this is really, capitalism is having serious problems. And this kind of thing, when you move toward this kind of fascism, this is the, this is the reason why, right? So we're going to dip into that as we go. And then we're going to talk about, uh, as we usually do, about what should be our responses to this, how should particularly the left respond to whatever left is left uh, should be responding to, and just regular people as well. So, so what we're going to, I'm going to let people know that uh, if you, you probably, some people probably know this, and I, I think I've seen it before, but, but uh, Mike Malloy reminded me about um, this document called The 14 Characteristics of Fascism uh, by uh, Dr. Lawrence Brett. He, he studied, he studied uh, fascist societies, right, fascist regimes, uh, you know, been Hitler, Mussolini, Franco, you know, Suharto, uh, Pinochet in Chile, you know. He studied, he, he studied these, these, these societies and came up with the characteristics of, you know, when fascism began to rise in those particular places and under those particular leadership. And I swear to you, when you look at this, this list, it, it is, it's so fucking crystal clear that it applies to what's going on right now in this country. And this is what I've been tweeting. I think I've tweeted this, Carl, probably at least 75 times. I'm not lying. Uh, I mean, you, you can go look on my. You can look. On, I have. I didn't treat it so much on social, social visions. I treated it on my personal uh, uh, block site. I mean, a Twitter account. Uh, mm-hmm. I treated it more there, but I, I'm going to set it up so that it'll get retweeted on both accounts, and so just keep it out there for a while. But, but uh, it's, just look it up. It's by Lawrence Brett, the 14 characteristics of fascism. You need to look at this. Carl and I are going to kind of go over it and talk about some of the things that uh, that it. Uh, uh, you know, covers. But Carl, before we get it, do you have any other things you want to say before we get into that? Um, no, I, I think we just uh, we we want to cover these fourteen characteristics of fascism, and then we're going to speak to um, you know the, uh, of the period that we're in and, and how should we respond. But I think it's important yeah. that we cover this because um, all too often, um, let me put it. Let me let's put this in context. There were those of us in in the 60s and early 70s who thought we were in a fascist movement. And people, mm-hmm. um, because they looked at fascism in the context of how much repression that came down. So when mm-hmm. in 1968, when the Chicago police start whooping uh, people in the head, people said fascism had arrived. Um, 
but they didn't look at it in its totality. And so going through these 14 points will speak to clearly understanding the characteristics of fascism as well as the development of fascism. And I think the point that you clearly made, I, and, I, and I, we want to re-articulate and emphasize and underscore to our listeners, you are in the middle of a major uh, transformational change or a shift, a, a change in um, what they called uh, 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 a plateau, where the uh, you know it's the tectonic plates are shifting. It's an earthquake, mm-hmm. and this is ni- it, 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 1973 was a critical moment to capitalism in terms of the economic crisis. 2017 is reshaping America, both politics, economics, and imperialism in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. We don't know what this outcome is going to look like from four years from now, but I guarantee you it will look qualitatively. We will look back on this period and notice that there was an imperialist empire. America looked fundamentally different prior to 2017 than after 2017. So please you know, really understand that you're part of history in the making in the moment. Yeah. But yeah. how we address that, understand that is going to be critical, and that's why we're going through, through these 14 characteristics of fascism. Yeah, definitely. So so, so let's kind of get into them. And, and, and these these are not uh, unfamiliar things. They're just not. Right, okay? right. No. So first off, it says that the uh, number one is a powerful and continuing nationalism. I mean, right at the top. I mean, Make America first. Out. Yeah, keep America first. You want, you know, it's like America first and everything. America, you know, make make America great again. This is the kind of same stuff they used back yeah. in, in in 2003 and 2002, 2001 to 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 go into an illegal uh, to an illegal uh, alliance into the war with uh, with Iraq. And so this is the kind of same kind of jingoism, the same kind of nationalism, and even more ramped up now. Uh, that's being used today to fulfill this, ma- this, this fascist movement that's taking place. Yeah, fascist regimes make constant use of patriotic m- mottos, slogans, symbols, songs, and other paraphernalia. But it's not even just that. It, all you got to do is every, everybody else is the enemy, particularly minorities. Under this kind of continuing nationalism, everybody is the, is the enemy but America, right? The Muslims, the Mexicans, and, and quite frankly, you, you put us in there too. You know, they ain't saying it right now. They, they do say it already. But, you know, it's, right now they might be harping on the Mexicans and the, and the Muslims, but it, it's always been us as, as, as the enemy of, of their progress. So, I mean, it's, it's like you, you're un-American if you, don't, if, you, if you challenge it, if you protest, if you have problems with uh, uh, executive orders, if you have problems with uh, 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 capitalism, then you're supposed to be un-American. This is how they do this shit. This has been also, here for a long but, uh, time. Yeah, uh, one of the interesting things is that uh, during the um, 2011, September 11th, you know, they had everybody uh, having flags on their cars and and, and, and paraphernalia about, you know, um, you know, we stand with America. And, you know, this is used often. What is qualitatively going to be different is that it's going to, it's going to be used in a much continuous and conscious and and, and and um, by the ruling class in a much more conscious and strategic way. So you're going to see more of it about, you know, make America great again, America first. 
in you know various symbols. That's what the red hats were for for uh, uh, the flag waving, the um, uh, going back to the past about how you know America. Uh, uh, we need to respect America. Stop talking about um, uh, the, the big thing on uh, Fox Channel was stop talking about uh, all the things that America has done bad against Native American and other people. Let's talk about how America mm-hmm. is great. We need to promote our nationalism and that we're all one people. We're not different people. We're just, you know, we're all Americans. And so this is one sign. I, I know we have to get through 14, so we're going to have to wrap this piece up. But this is this <laughs> this this is one of, of of many critical pieces that people have to be cautious of. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. go I mean, number it's, two? It's, it, and it's, it's, such, it's such a center. Well, it's the center of his campaign for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The disdain for recognition of human rights. I mean, that's the reason why we have the the largest prison population in the fucking world. That's that's the reason why. You know, this executive order this year, this, this uh, non-Muslim executive order uh, came about this weekend. This is, this is about human rights, and, and human rights violations is the hallmark of, of, of American pluralism. I mean, it, you know, Chomsky has been written, writing about that for, uh, for years. Um, it, it's, it's definitely there. I mean, you, and you've got to have that. you got to. And you, you, know, you, you also have, have a right. You also have um, uh, mm-hmm. Trump talking about now uh, torture is good. Uh, we can use, you know, waterboarding is good. A lot of this stuff was pushed underground. So in, in, besides mm-hmm. the incarceration, you know, the reduction in the number of people at Guantanamo, all this stuff was pushed underground so it wouldn't seem so overt. Today, this is now, you know, o- overt. It's open. It, you know, whereas before it was covert. Now it's open. It's un- open. It's going to make it clear to the world Donald Trump, we will use torture, we will use whatever means, we will incarcerate and snatch up people who are our enemies, no matter, you know, abroad or at home. So these are some of the things that, you know, they have a disdain for human rights, they have a disdain for the United Nations, they have a disdain for, you know, the United Nations Human Rights Charter. So those are are many of the things that, again, whereas... Many of these pieces didn't, they always exist, but they were never collectively all 14 pieces that we're going to talk about together. Yeah, and, and, and they, they, he, they even talking about wanting to, you know, get out of it, the U.N. I mean, I mean right. really? I mean, what, what nation would do that? And this, this is the one place where we can try to come together, you know, as, 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 as nations and try to figure shit out. I and mean, why would you want to be, why would you want to be, uh, 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 apart from that, you should be in there, particularly if you think that you're so fucking right, that you should be up in there struggling with everybody else to to to, to do what you think is right. But no, you're not. You know you're not right. That's the reason why you want to get out of there. That's the reason why you, they don't want to be a part of it because they know that when you have to, when you are a thug, you don't want to be around people who are seeking justice. You don't, you don't do that. You know I'm a thug. You know I I I do things in a thuggish way, and so this is yeah disrespect for human rights. Um, is, is definitely a part of it. This has been a serious problem with, with the United States, and, and mainly because, again, if it's imperialism and it's capitalism. That's, that's, that's a lot of what it is, because it's like when it comes to uh, capitalism, right, that everybody else's resources are up for grabs. Everybody else's, everybody else's labor, whatever you have to do in order to get, you know, like what did Bush say? Uh, um, uh, there's uh, America, there's how do you say it? He says, um, 
there's no negotiating America's freedom or something. And he said something like mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the point like, you know, I, I forget what he said pretty much, but it was like, basically, there's no, there's nothing we won't do to, 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 to get what we want in, in America. There's, there's, there's nothing. And so this is what human rights violations means is that you have a country that will do whatever it, ha- whatever it, it thinks it needs to do to maintain its power, to maintain its privilege, to maintain its, its, its re- resources or whatever it can get. And, and it's a grab bag of things that they can do. So you want to go to the next one? Yeah, the next one, identification of enemies, scapegoating as a unifying force. And um, it was clear in the Trump campaign that he attacked two groups. One was Muslim, and that, mm-hmm. that they, they were a threat that's going to attack, the, you know, America. Uh, most of them are radical Islamic, you know, uh, fundamentalists. They have this hatred of America, and therefore we must keep them out and all Muslim out. The other is, uh, you know, uh, Mexican um, and uh, 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 undocumented people, um, which uh, undocumented is just a, a cold word for Mexican. Uh, people coming from Mexico or Latin America or Central America, um, they have been targeted as the threat, and they use that as the campaign. Now, will it be limited to that? No, they will. They will expand their racial, ethnic. Uh, religious attacks to other groups, but they, but that was a unifying theme that got Donald Trump elected. It was so obvious, so out there in the out there in the front that these two groups was the unifying force that marshaled in um, uh, Donald Trump into office. Uh, uh, and so one of the and it's and it's it will continue to be a continuing piece. Now, America has always, you know, uh, uh, identified scapegoats or have enemies uh, internally. Um, you know, whether it's black people, communists, socialists, wherever it is, you know, they have di- at different times focused, you know, in California was the Chinese. Um, you, know, you know, at different times it was the Jews. It was different times, different people were attacked. But if we were to look at it today, this is the the hallmark or critical component of 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 fascism is to be able to basically tell um the working class that hey your problem is not um you know capitalism or not the corporate uh uh leaders or people who oppresses you but uh, you know these other people these you know like these undocumented people what they call quote unquote illegal alien these muslims these other people you need to fear don't fear us we're we're we your enemy even though we're going to oppress you we even though we're going to exploit you we your friends um those it's those other people and this is often used to the whip up in, in, in both in, in Germany and in, in, in Italy and around the world where the right is coming. So now we have three, we're, we're just getting the three elements are all operating interchangeably, you know, uh, working together uh, as one unifying piece in, in this uh, uh, discussion about fascism. And, and the thing is, and one thing somebody put out on Twitter this weekend, they kind of going around too, First off, you know, because you know, you say, well, okay, here's the, the Muslim threat. You know, they're going to kill us. We have to, we have to, you know, safeguard our country. We have to, you know, they they are a danger to us. Well, you know what? There, eleven thousand Americans killed each other last year. Oh, more than eleven thousand. This is the FBI report. This is not Bakari. 
This is 11,000 Americans killed each other last year, right? 11,000, all right? 737 people died just falling out of bed, okay? Now, the number of, the number of Muslims killing Americans, right, is probably less than, less than 50, maybe even less than 25. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, and, and you can say, well, whatever, you know, 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. Okay, well, you know, if you, you believe that, I don't believe it. But if, if they even had that. So after 9-11, people in the United States went into Iraq and killed well over 100, 150,000, 130,000 citizens. I mean, who have done nothing to America? Nothing. So I guess that wasn't, so, so, so in other words, everybody else is a terrorist. Everybody else is scapegoated as a terrorist. You know, that, that's what you do. But America never sees itself as a terrorist. This, 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 I was I'm surprised, Carl, how much Iraq, in terms of what the United States did in Iraq, didn't hardly come up all this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've seen over hardly anybody. I, I put it up there about several times. I'm like, you, 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 you're, you're talking about calling other people a terrorist, but this was a terrorist attack on a sovereign country and it was it was all done in a lie they had nothing to do with 9-11 right not a thing but this is what this country does it targets and points to fingers everybody else and again you got 11,000 Americans killing each other killing each other and you worried about uh some Muslims coming in here in, in this country that's not your problem that is not I'm not saying that Muslims like any other people, don't have contradictions and problems and things that they do. I, I'm not, you know, we all do that. But in terms of a comparison, it, no. No, I'm more scared. If, if it was me, I'd be more scared of my fellow Americans than I would some Muslim killing me. Right? But this is what you've got to use. You've got to use a scapegoat. You've got to do that because America is good for pointing fingers at somebody else by doing dirty shit behind, in, in, behind uh, people's back. It's good for doing that. That's, that's, that's been the whole military history. Point fingers at Russia, point fingers here, point fingers there. Yeah, but at the same time, it's going around bombing and killing everybody. This country's killed more people than any Arab nation. Any one of them. But yet, you know, the Muslims are the threat. They never raise that. They never raise America's uh, uh, role. Never. You know? So let's go to let's go to number four. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is the supremacy mm-hmm. of the military. Um, one of the things that people have to uh, keep in mind is that in 2014, the United States lead in the world in military spending at 610 billion dollars. Of all the military yep. spending around the world, we represent 34 percent of all military spending. U.S. expenditure yep. for military is three times higher than China, the second highest nation with an estimate of $216 billion. Now, only China come close to us as spending as much. Um, of the other, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I mean, I guess after that is, the, uh, is, is I think, uh, Japan, I think it's way down ninth on the list, but uh, it's, you know, basically in terms of spending, you have China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, France, United Kingdom, India, and Germany. I mean, it's way – and if you took all of them, you took China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, France, although Saudi Arabia gets their money from us, uh, France, United exactly. Kingdom, India, and Germany, combined equals 
the amount of what the U.S. spends on the military. Donald Trump is planning to spend even more. Now, I don't know why they need to spend more, because there's nobody comes close to us in military spending. Military military contracts, and and, and people want to get paid. And and notice that when he he had this this, this freeze on hiring, you know, uh, 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 federal uh, jobs hiring, right? Notice he did this freeze on the military. Now, somebody wrote me on Twitter, uh, well, uh, you don't know anything about fascism because it, it, what fascism does, it takes away everybody's guns. I'm saying you ignorant motherfucker. He ain't got to take away nobody's guns up in here. Y'all are already too stupid to know what to do with the guns. The people that, 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 that are already, the police are armed, they have a military arm. Why do you take away your guns? You're too stupid to know how to shoot a damn gun. Shit, you can have a gun, but you, you shoot each other. Shit, you have, listen, you have more, you have more killings by babies getting their parents' gun, then you have Muslims mm-hmm. killing Americans in this country. True. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, everybody, why do you want to take away your guns? Because you don't killing each other and shit. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to do that. No, this mm-hmm. is what fascism does. It's not about, it's not about taking away something. This is not even, taking away guns, Carl, not even on the fucking list. Mm-hmm. This is a man who studied these things. It's not, that's, not, that's not a hard, that's, you don't have to take away people's guns and do that. All you got to do is get people's Getting people's head. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is get people fear. Get 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 you in fear. Shit, after a while you start killing each other. Shit, mm-hmm. that's all it is. You're expendable. They don't mind the problem you killing each other. They don't have a problem with you going out having an anti-abortion uh, rally. Trump don't care about that shit. You know, you'll use it for whatever. You you send this boy out there and say, yeah, tell him what you need, you need to hear. But you don't give a fuck whether you have a baby or not. That motherfucker doesn't care. No, no, stop, stop. You know, shit. Yeah, They're speaking about that. that it gets into the next one. Which gets into, you kind of let, led into the next piece, which is rapid sexist mm-hmm. in number five. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, and remember, folks, you know, he was the one that was caught saying, you know, he, you know, he grabs women uh, vaginas and, you know, does all kinds of mm-hmm. sexist stuff. And it's a male-dominated administration. And, you know, they're opposed to abortion. Um, they, um, you know, uh, you know, anti-gay, you will see more anti-gay legislation. I don't know why gays are supporting um, Trump. But he's going to yeah, come after them, stupid. too. And yeah, uh, that's because that's, that's, that's natural to fascists. Um, because I think mm-hmm. their whole thing is heterosexism, you know, and, uh, you know, the, what they call the traditional gender roles that, that you know, uh, men are supposed to be in charge, women are supposed to be subservient, uh, men are not supposed to be feminized, they, you know, they're supposed to be masculine. That whole notion of, of, of looking at um, and promoting uh, sexism in the widest possible way and, and, and codifying that as part of policy um, going forward. Um, so you're going to see a lot more of that, that male testosterone happening going forward. I, I think this particular issue is going to be, it's always been very divisive. Because, again, this question about the anti-abortion thing, which I don't even understand why. I mean, it's, well, I do understand. One, it's a, it's a Christian fascist movement on that side. I don't. I don't really see Trump 
personally using Christian fascism. I don't, I don't think he's a Christian. I don't think he's, I think he just uses it. No, not, I don't think not necessarily him. I don't think it's necessarily yeah, him, no, no, but no, Pence, no, Mike Pence is, is his vice oh, president. Yeah. He's running the show. But, but I'm saying, yeah, I mean, but that's going to be, I think that, I think that amongst the, 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 the public as well, and large, but also within the ranks, there's going to be some tension around this issue depending on how it falls out. But you're right. I mean, Pence is definitely, it, again, this is part of the Christian fascist movement, but I don't think that everybody is on board with in terms of on their side. But, but at the same time, because I don't understand why you would want to you have women, you know, producing a bunch of babies when you've got, you got a huge bunch of population. You don't care about really, you know, uh, children. You don't, you know, you don't really put any yeah, money into helping children yeah. get raised. Now, so why would you want to have... Well, it's a race question. It's a race question. It has nothing to do with people of color. It has a lot to do with white people recognizing and looking out that they will not be the dominant population in America. So in their mind, abortion is Mm -hmm. to increase the number of the white population so numerically they will have control through the electoral system and resources going forward. So their fear is that if they don't expand their population, and it's decreasing, and it's decreasing not only in the United States, Germany is, is in crisis. That's why they're that's why they're accepting so many immigrants because new immigrants have, you know, they have babies and they increase their population. Um, uh, uh, you know, Great Britain, France is going to go through this. A lot of the European, white European country population is declining, and they're not produced. There are more people dying than they're than they're than they're having children. So it's a crisis for them, and that's why it's a race question. Not necessarily, you know, oh, we're concerned about white people and we want to make, you know, uh, you know, we believe in having, you know, lots of kids. To them, it's like it's the survival of the fittest, the eugenics model. Mm-hmm. And so they need to have, you know, they feel they need to generate as many kids as possible. So, you know, it's interesting. They applaud white women when they have a lot of kids, five kids. But if Black women have five kids. It's like that's the reason why. What's wrong with you? That's why your kid is a game beggar, you know, because you yeah. have too many kids. Yeah. So, yeah. for us, they want well, as fewer kids as possible because you know, to them, well, it's see, the number game. This has been my thing. I've, I've been pushing. You're so right, Carl. This is this is the thing I've been pushing though. Is that you know, again, this is about. This is not about. No, I don't think most people don't want abortions. What this is about is a woman's right to choose. To choose. I mean, if yeah. I were a woman, Fight of power. Ain't nobody yeah. tell me. What to do with my right. fucking body? I, it, it's not going to happen. Now, again, I think that naturally people, particularly women, want to have children when they, you know, but yeah. and also even men, you know, that's that's why that's our human nature to do that. But at the same time, if you're not if you're not economically, emotionally, uh, you know, ready for that, then you have to you have to have this option to choose not to have a child. And if, and if people really want to reduce the, the the number of abortions taking place, because there's something like Fucking, I don't know. Um, damn, there's a whole bunch of abortions every day. I mean, if, every, if if all those people, all those uh, abortions, we didn't have abortions, you have shit, man, like a hundred thousand people that come into the world every fucking day. I mean, there's a whole bunch of abortions, and they and and sadly, this is the only way we deal with it. I mean, that's that's what life is about. I mean, we don't we don't get a lot of say about what how nature. Uh, how we how nature how we reproduce. We don't get a lot of say in that. I mean, we can 
scientifically we might be able to change. We have changed that with, with birth control and, and having abortions. And so we may have a little bit, you know, of, of influence on, on that. But but we don't have a lot to say about reproduction. We're gonna we're gonna reproduce like any other uh, uh, living organism. So, but a woman has to have a right to choose. This is what this is about. This is not about abortion. This is not about that. Right. It's about the right to choose. To choose, exactly. right? So take us into so, the next one, um, which mm-hmm. is uh, control mass media. Now uh, I don't know if many of you. Uh, our listeners notice is that Donald Trump is trying to, um, which is typical of all fascists, every fascist do this, uh, is they want the media to give them praises. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Hitler wanted that, Mussolini wanted that, all they want, they Mm -hmm. want only the media to give them praises. They want to control media or censor media that is very critical of them. Um, whether it's in wartime or whether it's in their policy. And so Donald Trump is basically telling different medias, the old traditional media, and I don't know how they became the liberal media, but to us, they were always the center-right media. Um, um, The traditional media is considered fake media or fake news, and these right-wing, you know, you know, Donald Trump supporter types are uh, bloggers that are are considered good news, and then Fox Channel, Fox News is the only good news around. Even though uh, Fox News is a propaganda arm of the Republican Party, and everybody knows it. It's, I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. out there, and so. He believes that he only wants one news, and that's Fox News. Every other news that questions him, that calls him on the carpet, holds him accountable, he doesn't believe that the media should serve that role. Media must and should serve that role. The media needs to hold every politician, every elected official accountable for what they say and how they say it, to bring truth to whether you do it by television media, whether you do it by radio media, whether you do it by you know online media, whether it's social media, or whether it's just a, as a blogger, you must speak truth to power. That is the role of the media. Failure to do that, you will fall for any mythical, you know, false ideas over and over again. When the media was during the Lyndon Johnson. Um, told Americans that the reason why we have to draft uh, a lot of people to go to war in Vietnam was the uh, uh, Gulf of Tonka, that our our our, our military uh, uh, ships were attacked, and therefore they had ratcheted up, and therefore we're going to need to bring, you know, lots and lots of people. Well, initially the media p- reported that, because that's what the president said. People believe the president found out that, you know, that was all a lie. It was never true. And then the media switched. Um, Walter Conkright then said, listen, that's not what's happening. The real reason why we're in the war had nothing to do with the Gulf of Tonka. The same thing in in, in the war in Iraq. We were sold a bill of goods. The American people were sold a bill of goods that there were that there, um, there were, you know, we needed to take out Saddam Hussein because he had weapons of mass destruction. And they you know, the media told it, but as the media began to follow um, folks into uh, the sites where the so-called, 
you know, weapons of mass uh, destruction was and said, well, there, there wasn't any. You know, the, the media was attacked for being too hostile or giving, you know, too much information to the enemy. But that's the role of the media. That's what it's supposed to do, to speak truth to power mm-hmm. wherever it is. And when it does not right. do that, you could, and when they capitulate and you have no opposition media, then, you, have, you know, you basically have fascism. Well, you know, the, well, somebody interviewed Denzel Washington, and, and he was so eloquent. He says, this is the thing about media. If you, if you don't watch television, you know, you don't, you don't like you don't engage with the media or whatever, you're uninformed. You know, you, know, you don't know anything. If you watch too much of it, you're misinformed. Okay? So now, I mean, understand that, right? I mean, it's a problem. So, 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 like Carl said, they want to control the media. They have to control the message, right? Because this is the this is the little buffer between him and us. So I don't have access. I don't have access to to to, to what he's saying all the time. We don't have access to what he's saying all the time. So we have to have somebody there to ask the question, be in front of him, asking the question. Now, at the same time, though, we on the left, and and all, just anybody who wants justice and wants to know the truth. You got to go even beyond the media. So you might get some right. stuff from the media, but you got to be following a podcast. You got to be reading, I don't know, at least five, at least five books at minimum, political books uh, or economic books uh, per year. To me, uh, you got to get your analysis beyond the media because then, if you don't, then you're misinformed. If you right. just rely on the media to give information, you may have, you might know some stuff, but you're misinformed. And quite frankly, I, a lot of times when I do. Uh, plug into the, the to the uh, 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 mainstream media. A lot of these reporters are just weak in terms of right. their, in terms of the ability to ask stuff. And a lot of I know they don't make a they don't make a comeback. Yeah. To slip in, right? They're unbiased to slip into this thing. I mean, you don't know if they're if they're for this uh, ban on mothers or not. A lot of times, you don't even you don't, you can't even tell um, what their analysis is by the by the questions they ask. So you have to be. You have to be both informed, but you also have to be. You have to fight to be, to be uh, not misinformed. Yeah, to be misinformed. You have to, you know, have at least have a couple of podcasts that you listen to on a regular basis. Right. Have a couple of places where you get alternative counter narratives. Right. You can get. You can get, and that's beautiful about internet. Use the internet to get those counter narratives and study those counter narratives because those are important. People are putting this information out. They're not making a lot of money to do this. They're putting information out because they seek the truth. They seek the truth. And that's the reason why they don't know me that. Well, they're just conspiracy theorists. Well, there are, there are, there are some diehard, stupid you know, conspiracy theorists out there. One of them is the government. But, I mean, at the same time, you have to look at the questions people are asking and decide for yourself all of the right questions to ask and then pursue those questions and answers yourself. Right? So, you know, you can't rely just on mainstream media, but you can't also ignore it either. Right. Yeah. So the next one is uh, obsession, obsession with national security. God, I mean, there it is right there. That's this weekend. <laughs> Steve Bannon is the head of the national Trump, security. <laughs> yeah. they, they have an absolute obsession with national security. I mean, you, you don't even Obama have to say Trump. more. Obama did it too, so don't, you know, we're not trying to say yeah, Obama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, the interesting thing, the, the interesting thing is that, I mean, that's the reason why he went after Chelsea Manning and, and Edward Snow, mm-hmm. because they yeah. were, tell, but, but I think you're going to see a stepping 
stepping up of that, and uh, mm-hmm. in many many ways. This is this is dangerous. This is dangerous though because this particular thing is what they utilize to. They started not only talking about national security. One of the things I said about when the Trump was talking about the wall, the wall is not to keep people out; it's to keep people in. Because after a while, once you start building these walls and keeping people out like they're trying to do, then they start coming out for the people inside. He's already talked about, well, we need to send some people in, in, in Chicago, uh, some military force in Chicago, because there's too many deaths there. Well, yeah, I mean, there might be some really fucked up shit happening in, in Chicago, but it ain't for the reasons he's saying it is. But, I mean, the fact of it is is that they do national security to keep people out, but then you head toward what you do with people already in here. But don't think it stops just because you built a wall to keep Mexican people out or that you, uh, you vet or even or, or prohibit Muslim people from coming in here. It don't stop. And that's the reason why people went out and protested this weekend because a lot of people see that they woke. It's not about just the Muslim. It's where this shit goes. It starts with the Muslims today. What's next? They know that it, that, that it just keeps building up. And this is what the state – this is what – this is what – Orwell's 1994, uh, 1984 talks about. Read, go read that if you haven't read it again. I haven't read it in a long time. Go reread that shit. Go reread that novel. So a lot of good stuff in there that it points to that. All right, number eight, religion and government are intertwined. Hell yeah. God damn. I mean, he wrote this, this in two... This I mean, guy, yeah, that, Mike Pence? Come Kyle on, Mike Pence. Yeah, I do <laughs> I mean, the whole fucking—I mean, they just move right up in there, and and they're just going to him and saying, "Look, sign this. We've been waiting for right. years, years for you this." You see what I'm saying? And, and, and I mean, it was also, I don't again. I don't think I don't think Trump was, is into the it, whole deity worship thing. I just think right. that he wants to surround himself and protect himself with these idiot people and these these, right. these uh, Christian fascists. That because that that's what you want to do because the country is already you got so many people fucking delusional, religiously delusional. Right, mm-hmm. that's an easy target. If you really mm-hmm. want to organize, you know, a fascist movement, you definitely go to the most ignorant people in, the, in society, and that is your Christian fascist and your Christian mm-hmm. fundamentalist. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're just easy. They're just stupid, and I mean that objectively. I'm not making an opinion. I mean, the <laughs> IQ level is just terrible, right? And that includes some of my own too. I ain't gonna even. I'm not. I'm not locking them out either, because some of my own delusional like motherfuckers. Delusional like a motherfucker, and I love my people. I love, I love humanity in general, Carl, but I don't mm. got to say it. You know what I'm saying? That delusional and, and, God and, deity worship is bad. And then it was also apparent when, with the uh, so-called uh, Muslim ban that it, it says there are exceptions for people who are Christian. Now, he didn't say exception for Jews. He didn't say exception for Buddhists. He didn't mm-hmm. say exception for atheists. He didn't say exception. It says only for a Christian. He's, try- he's telling the world and everyone else that you guys are not, who are not getting, this is a Christian nation. Religion and the government are now intertwined. We are one and the yep. same from here on afterwards. That's, and that's dangerous. That is dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we... This country is supposed to be founded on constitutional separation of church and state. This is a dangerous precedent. And if you let mm. this shit happen, you just don't realize how bad it can get. I mean, you really don't. The longer this man, and it, it, not just him, but his regime, his fascist movement stays in power, 
this can get really, really bad. Mar- Margaret Atterwood had a, a novel, uh, The Hands Made the Tale. If you have not read that or seen the movie, go see it. It, it may seem like at first that it's just two way out there, but just go see it and see what she was talking about. And she wrote that year, you know, decades ago. Just go check it out. You know what I'm saying? It is not difficult in a, right. in a country where it's easily, it's easily, in this country you can easily normalize some of the most hateful things. You, they, you, can, normal, you can normalize Trump. In, in six months' time, you can normalize this motherfucker. And, 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 and having people kind of getting quiet and just saying, well, maybe we just have to give him more time. He just needs more time. We haven't given him enough time. They're always saying that. We just have to give him more time. This is what the media this is what the media said. And the media, see, and, and, and your mainstream media, I want to say at one point, you, I'm, I'm glad this shit is happening to you. You need to have your fucking ass kicked because you put him up there. So, yeah, he needs to kick your motherfucking ass because you put him up there. That's right. So just, just bend over and take it. Take your ass kicking because you put up there. So in order to fight back for any kind of integrity, if, if you think people don't, don't respect the media now, oh, if you don't start standing up and doing some shit, they, nobody's going to respect. Nobody's going to believe anything that you say. So, yeah, you, you better do something because your days are numbered under, under this regime. Days are numbered. Number nine, corporate power is protected. Fuck. Man, goddamn. This shit is just fitting it. Corporate power is protected. Protected. I know. Right on cue. Damn. I mean, his whole, his whole cabinet is full of millionaires and billionaires who somebody said they're worth, they're worth more than half of the U.S. household combined. This his cabinet has more wealth than half of the U.S. Ah, households combined. Fine. Mm. Mm. Protecting corporate interest. Just, this is, this is, oh, yeah. Not only corporate interest, but finance interest. This is finance capital. Right. And the interesting thing about it is that all the business people, in, whether it's in the Baron uh, magazine, Business Week, Fortune, all of them, Recognize that their interest is going to be protected. Yeah. Um, now exactly. it's interesting. This is the headline in the Baron. This is I know most people don't read the Baron because that's uh, you. You have to be a banker, um, and you want to. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're into finance capital, you have to read this stuff. But their headline right. reads: Next stop, thirty thousand. The Dow hit twenty thousand was no fluke. Today's stock prices are well supported by corporate earnings and economic. In fact, if President Trump can avoid stumbling into a trade war or real war, the Dow could have surpassed 30000 by the year 2025. These boys know. are happy as a lark. You right. know, they're talking about how the regulation is going to be eliminated. But they got what? their boys you in. Ain't getting none of that, you ain't getting none of that money. <laughs> That's Just right. Be clear. This is not about you. That, this is not... <laughs> You don't. You don't even read Baron. You don't even know what the fuck that is. This is not about you. All your little redneck white folks and all your little <laughs> Trump supporters. It ain't about you. Mm-mm. It ain't gonna trickle down to you. We guarantee you that it ain't. It ain't trickling down. It hasn't trickled down, and it's not gonna trickle down. But that. Little, also, but also Wall Street. But also Wall Street gets a little too. Uh, too a little too. Uh, too comfortable too. They got some right. shit coming. I understand that the capitalism is in the twilight. I contend that this shit, people ain't going to take this line down. They're not. Mm-mm. 
They are not. Mm-hmm. Now, what people need, it, it, you know, consciousness is a very slow thing for a lot of people, very slow, but it happens. We didn't make it mm-hmm. this far, right, being totally stupid. Now, I, I'm surprised. I, I'm really, I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't think that, that people would be stupid enough to, to allow this man to get into office. But I think, I'm hoping that people will have learned a lesson. I'm hoping that we'll see that in 2018, right? Because, again, for that 49% of you that didn't vote, right, I, I, really think, I know you're thinking, I know you're regretting it, so you better rethink your strategy. You better rethink your strategy because not, not inactivity has consequences. Inactivity has consequences. So if you don't want to vote and you ain't doing nothing else, this is the result of it. So you better rethink your, uh, your strategy there Because that strategy didn't work You should have gone somewhere The other thing that Trump He just signed a new order today On uh, reducing uh, regulation And he says uh, This will be the biggest such act That our country has ever seen There will be regulation There will be control yeah. But it will be normalized control Now I don't know what normalized control means I guess you could do whatever you want And it's all, all normal um, but he basically <laughs> sent the order to all the federal agencies that there will be no regulations. We're cutting them all. It's wild, wild west once right. again. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, just, that's just double speed. That, that's all that is. I mean, you know, you just listen, man. You, it, it, listen, they are, white folks are a master of using double speak and propaganda and language to, to normalize shit, to, to divert people, to. To get people thinking one thing, and now they, by the time the motherfuckers through here, people know, ain't gonna know what's the truth, what's true, and what's false. Well, we already don't know. We already don't know. That's the reason why the alternative truth thing. That's why she said it. Kelly, this Kellyanne person. That that's that's the reason why they say this stuff. They they're masters at that. They've been doing it for for, for years, years. The whole 20th century was about that. That's the reason why Aura wrote the book about it. I mean, it's, they're masters to that shit. If you don't know anything about that, that double speak and all the stuff that we're all talking about, you kind of read that stuff. I mean, you, you should have read it by now if you haven't. There are number true. 10, labor power is suppressed. You know, yeah. Get ready. I mean, because that's been happening. He, he, been happening. Yeah. Well, but it's going it's, to – we're going to go back to the period when Ronald Reagan t- uh, took out the um, – the, uh, the, what do you call it? The controllers. Um, uh, Traffic controllers in the 1980s, and basically gutted unions, and every other union collapsed like a cheap suit um, there afterwards. Um, what happened? Yeah. What you're going to see again is there uh, the building and, and, and construction trade met with union, met with Donald Trump, and they were happy as a lark because they're thinking that Donald Trump. Um, and this is the same group that supported Ronald Reagan. These are the what are considered the Reagan uh, Democrats that uh, met with Donald Trump and feel that he's going to create jobs. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between creating jobs and supporting unions. And one of the problems is supporting unions have been the, the, the base, the material base and support for every single mass movement in America, from the civil rights movement to, you know, anti-war movements to many movements of providing resources and support to counterbalance when the Democratic Party collapses and, and, and um, 
uh, progressive movement needs support in terms of resources, um, uh, staffing, and so forth. And if you undermine and cut labor unions, then you do not have any support. That's number one. Number two, historically, African Americans have risen into part of the middle class because of progressive trade unions, not reactionary ones, not the the trade. Mm-hmm. The building trades or the plumbing trades and all those. Those were in the, AF, the AFL, um, uh, American Federation of Labor. They go way back. They were historically racist. They're continually racist to this day. But the CIO, the um, you know, uh, uh, union that was uh, started by progressive, was the ones that allowed a lot of of, of African American in. They fought against segregation and discrimination in the union. And they went into, many of those progressives went into the um, the, the uh, government types um, union. Um, uh, uh, AFSCME, uh, SEIU, those unions were pushing to fight against a lot of the reactionary uh, policies that have come forward. In fact, there are the S, um, you know, the teachers' union has been the the the, the wall that, uh, in terms of just attack on public education. SEIU has been the wall in attack on, on on public workers and 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 public agencies to protect and provide resources um, and those kinds of things for um, uh, uh, for poor people and and, and and poor working class people. They are the critical organization, the national organization, not the Democratic Party. In fact, the Democratic Party oftentimes pimps, drain the resources from off of these unions in order to sell them out later. So th- that's one of the – you're going to see more of that, more fundamental tax coming at key strategic unions. I suspect – at ASME, as I suspect, at SEIU, I suspect the nurses' um, uh, union, because they, are, they have been the more the progressive pushing those particular issues, and they will undermine them in terms of uh, making it difficult for them to organize, um, abolishing them to the right to strike, a, 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 you know, a lot of things that are going to be happening uh, going forward. It's, you know, that yeah, period we, of the we, 1980s again. Oh, exactly, exactly. We we have about uh, two. Uh, I want to try to get this done a couple of minutes because I want to get the yeah, other, other yeah, piece. Yeah. So, but we yeah. but we the other ones here are 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 just just fall right in line. A disdain for intellectuals and the arts. I mean that's 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 all that's been here. It's even more <laughs> so. It's going to be uh, that. And but it's good to see some some of Hollywood actors, you know, and actresses, um, um, you know, uh, speaking out, you know, uh, to that because they understand what that is. Even even. It's even good to see, well, you know, position between, you know, California in relationship to uh, to the Trump regime and all those people too, as well. So, but yeah, we're gonna have to be on that obsession obsession with crime and punishment. Oh yeah, I mean that's been here. that's, that's yeah. totally been here. I mean it's gonna they're gonna ramp that up as well. Um, well that's, that's already in place. I mean that's that started before this Trump regime, this fascist regime, it's still there. Um, rampant cronyism and corruption. Oh God. I mean, I swear, I mean, I just can't get over the fact that this was, this was written in 2003. This is not like written last year. That's God right. damn. I mean, this man has lawsuits already against him. The, 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 his cabinet haven't been, his cabinet people haven't been vetted. You're talking about vetting Muslims. Shit, yeah, Muslims being more vetted than Trump has been. Trump is I mean, not. come on. I mean, it's, I just, it's just, this list is just so fucking crystal clear. And then fraudulent elections. 
Mm-hmm. Fraudulent election. Mm-hmm. He had that back in Bush. And I think mm-hmm. it's not if you didn't have fraudulent elections in this one, you had voter suppression. This is what we're going to mm-hmm. have to worry about. This is what Bernie came out about. When they're talking about what Bernie said about when they talk about these three million, you know, illegal votes, what they're doing, he's saying they're sending a signal to these governors, right, to, to, to create any kind of laws to keep people from voting. Voting. Right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they, have, they have no evidence. They have nothing to support that there were three, three million illegal votes, which is just bullshit, right? But, but they're going to they, – they suppressed votes in this election. They did. That's something that needs to be talked about more. And they're going to do it even more so, you know, the 2018, because hopefully – the forty nine percent of you motherfuckers who didn't vote, hopefully you vote by then. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully. See, because I think they're mm-hmm. gonna normalize your ass back to sleep. I think that's typically what happens. It's not mm-hmm. very difficult. It is not difficult. No, it's not. Right. So. That's right. But anyway, that's if you listen. If you haven't, I'm talking to the readers. If you, I mean, listeners, if you haven't seen this, go check it out. Post this on your social network. This is the defining, to me, this is the defining document right here that we can use. We really have to recognize that, that capitalism and fascism, right, or fascism comes out of a capitalist, capitalism when capitalism definitely is in its twilight stage. It has to do that. It's just trying to protect its interests at any cost, and they will do anything, anything to protect their privilege, white privilege, white supremacy, all that, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. You have to give it to them. They're good at it. This is what, what, are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to fight it back? That's you know right. You're sitting there watching reality bullshit TV, and I guess there's a Super Bowl coming up this weekend, this weekend. If you're sitting there watching right. that bullshit, all right, you deserve your ass kicking. Just go ahead and bend over because you're going to get your ass kicked. But a lot of people are not going to do that. We saw that this weekend. A lot of people are not doing that. We're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. But we need you to be a part of this, part, this, this, this resistance. And Carl's going to talk about some of the things in terms of what we need to do in terms of our five key points to protest Trump. Not only Trump, but the fascist regime, the fascist movement. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to um, go through this fairly quickly, um, all five points, and then um, – I, I know yeah, you have a caller, have a caller on, caller. and so I want to allow mm-hmm. some time for the caller to speak. First point, uh, Donald 45. Uh, we should recognize that um, uh, Donald Trump only won the slaveholder-constructed electoral college system. Hillary Clinton won right. over 2 million votes. And so we really inaugurate a neo-fascist administration of corporate leaders so we should no mm-hmm. longer say that the President Trump, we just should call him just Donald 45, period. Yeah, that's right. Don't, don't acknowledge he's the president. Don't acknowledge he, 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 that he was elected. Just call him Donald 45. So here and afterwards, yeah. for me, I'm not going to say President Trump. I'm just going to say Donald 45. Now, I got and the I'm, idea of 45 from... Um, um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne just calls him 45. But I least and I, I, just call him a fa- I just call him a fascist. I just call him a fascist. Fascist, right. fascist so, in office. You know what I mean? That's the fascist Right, in right. But yeah. don't, don't mention his name. Just don't. Don't mention no. his name. And, and don't, <laughs> don't put your picture up on, on your social network. I never put his picture up on my social network. Right. Never. Never. Right. Just don't. The second thing is um, 
I know many of them out there are doing mass demonstrations, mass civil disobedience, letter writings, and, and so forth. But we also must resist with a vision. We can't simply resist so we can go back to neoliberal Obama days. We cannot go back to, you know, how it was with the Democratic Party supporting everything that neoliberal. We need to... When we resist, we say we resist with a vision for socialism, the redistributing of wealth, for educational justice, no borders, single payer, multicultural society without racism and sexism. We must speak in terms of exactly what we are resisting for, not simply what we're resisting against. And that is where you you get in a trick bag every single time when we simply resist against something and stop there and someone asks you, well, what do you think? You know, and they can't give you a, a broader vision. The left must begin to articulate to the liberal left and to the, the, the broader masses in general what our vision of our resistance is all about. The other exactly. is Thank you. transform the Democratic Party. Senator Chuck Schumer said, we must work with Donald 45 administration to work with Democrats on a $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Even Elizabeth Warren supported the nomination of Ben Carson, said, I Mm -hmm. emphatically disagree with many of the outrageous things that Dr. Carson said during his presidential campaign. Yes, he is not the nominee I wanted, but the nominee I wanted is not the test. I, we've been telling you over and over again, the Democratic Party will sell you out during this period. They will fall like cheap suits. The Democratic Party, must we must work within it, those who are in it, and we must work without. We need mass demonstrations and so forth. But those who are part of the Democratic Party and registered the Democratic Party must tell the leadership we will not vote or support for any legislation or anything that Donald 45 presents. I don't care if it's hey, a, hey, hey, can if I, it's can, a, I, can I stop? Can I, can mm-hmm. I call you on, 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 on the thing mm-hmm. about Elizabeth Warren? She took a beating on, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Kicked her ass, and she wound up going out to a rally and speaking at a rally. She said, uh-huh. "This is going to be. This is not going to be a Democratic Party uh, uh, resistance. Right. This is going to be a people's resistance." She That's took, right. She took a That's fucking beating. People, That's right. People were nice, but they they kicked her ass on the look. look what are you going to do? We don't want to right. hear platitudes. What are you right. going to do? Right. Yes. And, then, and, and that's what we need. We need to call the task, hold the Democratic Party accountable, put, put them on the carpet. That's what the Tea Party folks did. And they were much smaller numbers. We are larger numbers. If we can bring out a half a million out into D.C., if we can bring out another half a million in New York, man, we got the numbers. So hold our Democrats. Right. To, 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 exactly. the, to the fire, to the, to the vision, to the things we want. To those who say, well, yeah, already, he's going to be... A list. There, there's already a list of people are tracking what, what the Democrat, what politicians are, are, are lining up right. with Trump and which ones are right. not. Track them, motherfuckers, right? Call them out. Because Call them out. Unelect them. Unelect them. Yeah, people, say, now, like, people say, well, because we should have nothing to do with the Democratic Party. I said, look, look, right now... <laughs> Right now, uh, what's the word, tactically or whatever you want to tactically, we have mm-hmm. to deal with the Democratic Party right now because we have no other force. There is That's no, right. There's no entrenched socialist workers' party right now. I mean, we have socialist workers' parties, 
but they're not as, 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 as entrenched and as, and, as, and as large as the Democratic Party. So we have to push on them in order to send a message. You see what I'm saying? This is not no love for the Democratic Party. Please, That's right. don't even go there. But this is, uh, this is being realistic. We have to push back on them and try to do whatever we can to make them push back on the Republic, on, on the, not on the Republic, not on the Republic, they're fascists, to push back on the fascists. We right. have to do that. And there are elements in there that can be pushed because they're That's up right. against the wall. Okay? That's right. And there's only been like two or three Democrats that have voted no to every one of Trump's um, uh, nominee. That's the that's the resistance we want from the Democratic Party. Don't come to our demonstration. Right. No. Don't come to our rally and, and, and you want to speak because you, you think you elected official. No, shut right. up and you let us tell you what we would expect of you. It is time that the people mm-hmm. take the power back from the elected official and the Democratic Party once and for all and tell them what we expect of them, what we expect of them to say. Do not concede right. your power to them. And you need to tell them that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and particularly those who, quote, unquote, progressive Democrats falling all over him. The other thing is we need to build movements of struggle. And what I mean by that, we've had the largest post-election movement of the Women's March. We had a really large anti-immigration ban rallies that had taken place at um, Bakari has talked about, but it, it comes a time, and there will be more. There will be others, uh, uh, anti-immigration marches, uh, labor marches. There will be lots of marches and a lot of issues. But that's our role on the left. Now, I'm not talking about all those who are in different issues. Our role on the left is to unite them all, to build, to build solidarity, unite them all, and move to develop a social movement for fundamental change. We are building a social movement. We are not simply building a, simply an anti-immigration movement or anti-police brutality or anti-corruption you know, uh, movement. We are building a basically a social movement for fundamental transformation in this, in this society. Failure to do that means you need to get out of my left movement and go home because you're not doing what is necessary. I'm not saying that you do this only. I'm not expecting like some of my sect leftists who all they do is go to meetings, have forums, and talk about everybody else and never get engaged in any mass movement. I'm talking about get engaged in those mass movements in terms of immigration, women's rights, you know, um, uh, immigration. Uh, get engaged on all labor struggle. Get engaged in all of that. But your role is not only to be engaged in those, but to unite all of these as one solidarity movement for fundamental social change. If you are unable to, to show the connection, to draw these folks together, then you're not part of the left for fundamental social change. And the end result, you will be pimped once again by the Democratic Party because they will have a vision about saying we need to get more Democrats elected into office and you will rush over there to try to get more Democrats who will sell you out in the long run. It is time you need to wake up and smell the roses. This is your time. This is our movement. We have the numbers now. We have the, 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 the motion that's taking place. It will not last forever Failure to do this right at this particular juncture will, will, will be disastrous for in the long run. And that is some of the things we need to learn from. 
uh, from the mm-hmm. 1980s. When Reagan came into office, all most of the left said, oh, we need to get a Jesse Jackson movement so we could take over the Democratic Party. No vision after that. No united mass movement. No struggle for social transformation. It, 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 and it ended up that the Democratic Party thought, thought you thought you were smarter than the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 leadership basically pimp, use, and, and, and dispose of you right afterwards. It's time you wake up. It's time you understand your fundamental role, what you have to do. The last thing, and then we'll, we'll switch to the our uh, caller is make Donald 45 ungovernable and unprofitable. It is time to mm-hmm. make sure that we don't stop with these, just these mass rallies that we just had in, in the first 10 days. We need to keep doing it, and we need to keep the, 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 the demonstration going, but we also have to make it unprofitable. We need to do targeted boycott. We need to commerce interruptions where ILW st- refuse to take, you know, um, uh, 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 stock workers to t- uh, take shipment. Uh, those Teamsters workers who ship stuff for uh, Amazon. We need to we need to have more labor strikes, mass workout, picket. We need there, to do a walk, make a this thing. <laughs> there was a strike with the, uh, uh, with the taxi drivers in, in, in right. New York over the same weekend, yeah, tell- and, and that was a, that was a, a, a that was a really effective thing to the point where you know the uh, the uh, Udemy Udemy is whatever it's called. Wouldn't uh, 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 you know, you know, cr- kind of cross the line, if you will, and, and, right. and Uber, mm-hmm. I mean, get a lot of backlash mm-hmm. against them for doing that. Now they're trying to clean up their act by saying they're going to give a million dollars to, to I forgot who. Um, uh, but I would yeah. say I don't want you a million dollars. I want you to do the right thing. So you know, right. it, 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 you know. <laughs> Don't fall for the okie doke. Don't accept the money because that would make them feel good. These liberals make them feel good. It is time you make things uncomfortable because life for the average working class poor person of color um, is not going to be a comfortable situation for them going forward. So do not let them go. Make this one of the things about Donald Trump. He's been selling to the, the larger business community that, you know, happy days are go, it's going to happen again. What we need to sell is you're not having any happy days. You're not going to have no, no. profitable moments. Yeah. You're not going to have good time. That's why we put out when, when he was talking about uh, getting uh, uh, Mexico to pay for the war, get Mexico to nationalize American interests. So we need to right. do those kinds of things. That's right. That's right. No, that's those are good, and we need to come back and revisit those a number of times, which you're talking about, and kind of expand on those. That's what we're going to do. This is the reason why we do the show, folks. This is the reason why. This is our, out of our pocket. <laughs> we ain't believe me. We're not getting. We're not on sabbatical. We're not getting no grant, right? This is out of our pocket. This is why we do this stuff, right? Because part of this is conscious building. It's conscious building. We, you know, we need to. Have, you know, when we go to the streets, when we do resistance, we need to do it with a conscious inhibition that Carl talks about. Let me pull into this, um, this call really quick. We have about 15 minutes left. and Carl, and get your question, and then we'll respond to it um, offline. Carl, are you there? It's, uh, the numbers are 111 numbers. I guess you're calling from, I'm not sure yet, but are you there, Carl? Hello? Okay, so that's Did we lose he's the not caller? responding. Is the caller there? Okay. 
And we apologize. Sometimes when you call in, we have sometimes we do have a lot of stuff to cover, so we can't always take a call right at the beginning. So we do apologize. That some shows, uh, we you know we we have more room to let people call in, but but uh, this one we have a lot to cover, and it was really important to outline uh, the stuff that we're talking about in terms of fashion. And for me, I would say again. Uh, you know, we that to me is a critical thing to put out there. When I put that out there on Twitter this weekend, um, there were some good responses to it. A lot of people don't know about this. They don't know what fascism means, or they just kind of have a really general idea. I think that this document brings it, puts it down precisely. And you saw that as we went through it. And Carl's five-point uh, plan is, is serious. Uh, we need to do as well. The only the only thing, Carl, is the thing is, is that. You know, I, I see that the Democratic on uh, the Democratic uh, Democratic Social of America, and and I hope other organizations. You know, I hope they are growing. You know, I still, you know, we we spend a lot of time in political parties, man. I mean, in political movements and parties over our adult life. You know, and it's and it's like you have to kind of be really critical about well, where you're going to join and where you're going to spend your time. Um, and and I'm not saying everybody has to join a party or join an organization, but I do think organization is necessary. You can do a lot of things without joining it, but it's also important to get involved with that, particularly if you're young, particularly if you have resources um, to do so. Uh, definitely get involved because you will learn a lot. Uh, it will build your consciousness, and you will help build a resistance, a real resistance movement. Our left movement has been crushed over the years. The left movement has done a lot of good things, seriously, but it's also mm-hmm. been crushed. And, and, and it's times like this when you see how weak, the left movement is when all you have is a Democratic Party to kind of be uh, some kind of buffer to, to fascism, and that's just not much of a buffer. I mean, we, we're living in a, in, a, in a fascist movement, but also plutocracy. It's a plutocracy that's going on. You have rich people are running the fucking show, and you have a lot of, a lot of people, just populists, who understand that or at least feeling it because they know that money ain't trickling down. They know that economically shit is getting worse. They know their, their wages are stagnant. And you just sitting there being saying, well, they tax me too much. Hey, I get that. But that ain't your real problem. That's not, you're not contributing that much taxes to the pocket. I mean, you're just not. We're not doing that. What you're not is you're not getting paid. You're living for slave wages. Uh, 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 income gains are going up and up and up. Wealth is going up and up and up. It's not going across. That's the reason why we have these problems. Stop blaming, stop pointing fingers at everything else and realize capitalism is the problem. I mean, it seriously is. Go ahead, Carl. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I think that the other thing is, is that history, if history is a guy, the Democratic Party will fold. It will fold people. Mm. You know, mm. they will talk a good game, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Keith Ellison and, you know, mm. uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren and, and Bernie. They will talk really good, but when the rubber meets the road, they yeah. got to make some strategic yeah. political decision that's in the best interest of the Democratic Party a leadership. Yeah. And I think yeah. one of the challenges for us is that we need a Democratic Party and those activists that will stand up and hold them accountable. But we need to main, um, 
maintain vigilance in terms of continuing the mass movement. We need to build organization. We need, we need to have strategic vision. We need, to, we need to have all of that at play. To my friends on the left, I know you like forums. I know you like critical analysis. I, and you guys are really good at that. I, I know you're really good. But until you connect with the masses, and come engage in their struggle, the tough day-to-day struggle that takes place, not the masses that who agree with you. I know we have this thing where we only like to work with people who agree with us. We need to be in the midst of the struggle of their day-to-day life, but at the same time articulating a new vision for them, educating them a new vision, Building those kinds of organizations that can withstand the onslaught that will uh, that will occur, I think all of that needs to happen going forward. Now, I'm not saying don't do forums, don't do you know critical analysis. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in addition to that, do that. And those academic Marxists and academic left, I want you to get out of the ivory tower. I want you to become part of This is the day where we need you, you know, with us, a part of us, connected with us, uh, uh, working with those on a day-to-day day, listen to their concerns and issues and pain, and then taking that and providing, you know, leadership, educating them about what went wrong, as well as this is the possible strategy about what we need going forward. Yes, and, we and need to hold each other uh, accountable, but mm-hmm. I think... Part of that is, um, um, is, is, is is a struggle going forward. And and and, and that, that thing about you saying in terms of getting engaged with the, with the masses, there's a lot of places you can do that. I mean, you're looking at the service sector struggles in terms of to even unionize on the service sector level. The fight for 15 really should be the fight for 25, but the fight for 15 struggles. Those are places where you can you know we can connect with one another with people on that. So if people are understanding that they're fighting for uh, better wages, you can you can start there and, and take it to another to another level, right? So you can do that. Same thing with social media. I, that's the reason why I spent a lot of time on it this weekend, and I also do engage people that that will disagree with me because it sharpens my consciousness, it sharpens what I what I'm thinking, and it gives me an understanding of what they're thinking. And so we need right. to do that. We don't always have not a lot of time to do it, but when you can do it, do that. I mean, I don't I don't I don't spend a lot of time in front. I don't spend no time in front of TV. So I have a little more time than most people do. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. So I have that opportunity to utilize that time. Um, I know we have, you know, a very, uh, a lot of us, who, particularly if you work, if you work in a job, things of that sort, you have very limited time. So you have to be very strategic about what you get involved in. And that's the reason why I can't jump on every little thing that somebody brings up because I can't do everything. We have to do, we have to take care of ourselves, take care of our families, but we also have to be engaged, like Carl talked about. You have to do that. You know, there are places to point yourself within that, right? Going to a, a rally and a resistance a rally is good. That, that, only have, that doesn't take, you know, that doesn't happen. Like, it doesn't, most, most protests don't last more than a, a couple of days because people just don't have the capacity to keep it, to sustain it. Now, we hope that we could, we could sustain a boy, uh, maybe have uh, strategic, we can sustain boycotts, we can sustain resistance movement, but that can only happen through organization to do that. Right now, when you have these spontaneous uprisings, these spontaneous protests, they normally don't last longer than a particular moment. That's the reason why we talked about 
And Carl, you talked about what you do from moment to movement, right? So we start out these moments. Don't think that what you're doing is is. And I'm not still the same way. Sometimes I'm like, why in the fuck am I on on here doing this stuff? Because it ain't getting nowhere. It don't seem like it. But out of the blue, this is the reason why you start seeing movements arise. And but you can't always just you can't always just like plan for it. Sometimes you can't unless you're an organization. If you're a, if you're a really strong organization, you got a lot of people in there. Yeah, you can plan for some for some changes, but for some a systematic change, you can. But right now, we don't have that. We don't have. We lost. We lost ground, right? And this is this is the one thing I don't like the fact that, that Trump is in office and the fascists are in the office. But sometimes this is the kind of thing that you need to get people woke. This is what you need, unfortunately. We said this, Carl. We said it. If, if the motherfucker got chosen, then people going going people gonna have to wake up because you didn't wake up when Bernie was there. Not enough of you. A lot of us did, but a lot of people didn't wake up when you had Bernie. I'm not saying Bernie had all the answers, but we would have had a different situation right now if we had voted Bernie into office. We would have been a different situation. Now, if we had right. voted Hillary into the office, we would have got, you know, lazy again. You would have got That's lazy. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to got lazy. So this is the wake-up call. This is about what it means to be woke. I like that word. That's why the Black, power, the black, uh, black Lives Matter movement. Matter. Stay woke. Mm-hmm. Stay walk means staying conscious. That's what it is. And consciousness means that you engage with, with the struggle, you engage with people, you educate yourself, you educate each other, right? And you also, you propagandize. Yeah, I'm going to use that word. You pro- this, right, this show is about raising consciousness, and it's also about a vision. So it's sort of like propaganda. You know, I don't, I don't think that we use the kind of propaganda that most people use. But it is. We do. We're not gonna sit up here and tell you we need to be wishy-washy about capitalism. We ain't gonna do that. Okay. We have a, a clear agenda when we come on this show. We don't hide it. It's called socialist vision. We don't hide that. You know why you're coming to this show when you come here. So in that sense, you know, you we got to educate uh, one another. We really do. I learn something from people all the time, particularly on social media. I learn a lot because I don't I don't get that around here in Sacramento where I'm at. That's right. Around here. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, shit. So, let me see if the call is still on the line. Let me see if the call is still on the line. Yeah, they don't hit the phone. Call at 111. What's your name? Okay, but it's been very interesting, uh, very interesting show, and I've enjoyed it tremendously. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, for just listening in. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're able to do that again and drive safely. All right. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> all right. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, we we get that, Carl. You know, we we get. I, I see that on people on the followers on Twitter. Get a lot of good feedback, man. I don't even. I don't have yeah. anybody really fighting me on socialism that much anymore. I just don't. You know, people right. like hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I think it's a, it's a new day. It's it's a new day. It's a it's it, you know it's a new period that we're entering in. Um, there's, uh, I think we have a lot of challenges going forward. We have to be remain vigilant, conscious. Uh, strategic uh, going forward. We have to be both critical of both the system and of ourselves. We have, um, mm-hmm. as Ever um, uh, Carl Brown always said, you know, um, we um, tell no lies and 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 
uh, and do not, um, uh, you know, accept easy, you know, easy solutions or you know, easy wins right. just because you want something that you all that. We're not all that. We're just one voice. We're, we're trying to articulate what we see, what's going forward. Um, we welcome other people who have a different point of view. Um, we will have other speakers in the future come online um, on our calls to, you know, give us a different cut, a different take of how to, to see the period that we're in. We're just articulating, mm-hmm. trying to grapple with what's happening in front of us um, and to be able to give something, an, an analysis, a strategy, um, uh, a perspective of what is happening and what's going on uh, today. And um, we welcome, um, you know, uh, our listeners uh, listening in, and we welcome people, um, you know, calling in and uh, and commenting on what, you know, what we have to say, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, yeah, and, we and have and no ego. About, you know, having, people on, having people on the show, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've been trying to contact two people. One is because there's a lot of struggle about them running out of time. Right. A lot of struggle about this this notion of protest and and you know what what's what's useful about protest and what is not, and also the notion about political parties. Now this this stuff has been around more been around for a while, but there are a couple of good books out on it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get those read. And you may have, I tried to write one of the try to write one of the the uh, writers of those books to kind of in the talk. But uh, these these are the kind of dollar we're going to be having as well about strategy and things of that sort, as well as vision. So not just strategy, but vision. But anyway, we've run out of time. We really yep. appreciate uh, the caller listening in. And, and uh, hope and thank you for all the archive listeners, for those of the people who keep the show, you know, just kind of pumped it up and leaking to it and downloading it. So you can find us on Socialist 45, that's Twitter, Socialist 45, or Socialist Vision. You can also download us from, uh, from iTunes. Um, even if you don't like iTunes, go ahead and download us anyway. Because <laughs> we're on there. And you can listen to our show on your, uh, you know, your mobile site, stuff like that. So, so definitely, uh, definitely give us your feedback. We really appreciate it. all of us hearing from you. Focus 45. We'll be back, I believe, next uh, next Monday. I think we're okay. Calendar wise, we'll be back for that. Um, if we if we don't, uh, you know, we're going we're going to stay to come on here as much as we can. But we have a lot of shows that are archived that you can go back and listen to. So if we're not on here, take the opportunity to go look at our archives on Blog Talk. We're on Blog Talk. You can go there. Follow us on Blog Talk as well. You can go back and listen to some of our old shows as well. Because all of these shows are kind of like evergreen shows. And, and so those shows are just as important when we made them as they are today. So thanks a lot for listening in. Thank you. Take care, Carl.